Welcome to the podcast, Career Stories from the Field. I am Penny Strutton, a business psychologist and career coach, and for the last 10 years, I've worked with hundreds of people and helped them find a job or career that fulfills them. Very rarely do we see a straightforward career pathway. This podcast will showcase a variety of careers and highlight the career pathways people have taken to achieve their current position. It is the interesting routes, choices, opportunities and challenges that I will be exploring to showcase how different people have navigated their career. I'm hoping to help young people and career changers join the dots between subjects at school, tertiary education and job experience and give more people confidence to embrace opportunities that take them closer to a fulfilling career. Today, I'm talking to Gavin Sinclair Constance. He started his career with gaining a degree in art and media and now is the director of programmes for the charity Leap Confronting Conflict. So a very good morning to Gavin. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast Career Stories from the Field. Morning, Penny. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. So to start off, tell us what your job title is and, and where you work and, and a bit of an overview around your role. So I'm the director of London programmes for Leap Confronting Conflict. Fundamentally, that means I deploy our training across London. Um, Leap Confronting Conflict offers conflict related training to young people and adults that work with young people. We're a national charity, even going for over 30 years. Um, I've been with the organisation for about coming up to five years and when I started I was a delivery manager and yeah in those five years become a, one of the directors. So give us a bit of a uh, an overview of a day in the life within mm. your role. So my role is fundamentally about finding new opportunities for the organisation to deliver in London. I've been in that this post for a year which um, and it's a brand new post I've never had that post before. So there's a huge amount of strategic planning, looking at what the role, actually building the role, to be honest. A lot of our work has been across London for the last 30 years, but a little bit haphazard in its, in its delivery on the way of working. So my role is to add strategy to that, add shape and format to that, add some kind of logistic, logistic thinking around why are we delivering in certain areas why you know who we deliver with how can we become an embedded part of that delivery in that area um, and how can we be recognized as a kind of a primary focus for supporting young people around emotional intelligence well-being and conflict can you maybe explain a bit more about the actual support that you're providing young people so our work is really tactile it's really game-based so if you walked into one of our training rooms, you'd see everyone sitting in a circle on chairs, people getting up and running around, people um, doing role play, uh, something we call tableau, where you, the young people or, or adults, if we're working with them, kind of reenact actions that are, are kind of true to life in terms of how they get into conflict or how conflict manifests itself in their life. And we use that to to allow the room to kind of discuss things, explore emotions, things like red flags, causes and consequences. How do we get into and out of conflict? What does it mean for us in different areas of our life? So we find ourselves, you know, in a room with 12 to 16 
young people all discussing conflict it might be on their estate it might be at school at school and they're, they're kind of talking about what what triggers them how can they overcome that triggering how can they take control of their emotions do they have a sense of responsibility for their actions and yeah and so they kind of go on a journey um recognizing different aspects of conflict in their life and how and the role they play in that conflict we're doing a lot of work more recently with parents which is really interesting it's you know parents exploring how conflict manifests itself in their home in the, you know as being a parent are they are they contributing to it or are they are they breaking it down and and and, and bringing calm into situations so it's it's really a, it's a huge amount of our work is about getting people to reflect on on how they feel about certain things how those uh how they those things kind of manifest in in, in their lives and how they react to them yeah. and working for a charity being able to have that type of impact on young people must be uh, highly rewarding what sort of meaning does working in this uh in this field and in this organization what meaning do you derive from it so it's yeah i mean i've worked with young people uh practically all of my my career and i've always had that passion for young people supporting young people become being a role model or offering young people the opportunity to realize their potential in any way so you know i've worked and set up charities related to creative industries and youth clubs around music around employability um so you know the, my passion is to see young people succeed uh it's always been i've always recognized that some young people don't have any role models in their life some young people who are really striving to do the best they can already just need a little bit of help depending on where they where they're coming from in terms of you know their their economic and and cultural and social backgrounds and you know and it's trying to develop something that helps that that does that that is that those safety net between you know where they are currently to where they are dreaming to get to when you talk about your role it's obviously quite strategic as you say what do you think the key skills are that you have to enable you to perform well in this role so i mean i'm personally really driven by relationship that trickles down into partnership um i enjoy meeting in people and finding synergy between what they do and what we do it enables me to talk to them about potential partnerships around funding applications partnerships around delivery i mean you know ideally finding partners who i suppose add to kind of the fact that add, add to what we do so partners who don't do exactly what we do partners that do i mean so we partner partner with football teams we partner with youth clubs we work with youth parliaments we work with prison officers and prisoners we work you know our work covers care work uh, is carried out in care settings in uh, secure estate prisons uh, in communities and schools so yeah so there's a huge amount of possibility for partnership there but a lot of the time it's it's about getting to know people getting to know organizations looking at what we can um, bring to the table and constantly having that kind of horizon scan scanning type mentality and that's not just for what's happening externally in the community but what's happening politically what's happening in terms of policy 
um, what's happening in terms of priorities for different departments within uh, within government and, and within statutory services, what's happening for young people. So it's always having a finger on the pulse of, of all of those stakeholders and, and potential partners and being able to bring that into a conversation about what we can develop together as partners and just yeah constantly looking at what's next you know what what's next in terms of innovation what's next in terms of need what's next in terms of priorities for generally us trying to develop a safer society and a better and better life lives for young people fantastic so that relationship building relationship management absolutely critical as is that as you say horizon scanning and i think that's a really interesting element of working in the charity sector isn't it it's you've it's not just about delivering a service it's about building those partnerships and as you say keeping abreast of what's going on uh, politically it's a it's a very broad focus that you need to take within within this sector isn't it yeah definitely and then and then sometimes it's being mindful of the the other factors that contribute towards the lives of young people so being mindful that you know poverty housing employment you know all those other areas that they're areas that we might not work primarily in but they're areas that we need to be mindful that are barriers to young people potentially attending our courses or potentially just moving on in life generally so we like to have partnerships within those areas as well and then, the, and then kind of at the other side of the coin is kind of looking inward into the organisation, taking care of my team, my staff, you know, we make sure our, our staff have clinical supervision, they hold a lot of really sensitive and sometimes traumatising information from young people. And so, yeah, so we're making sure that staff feel that they're, take, they're looked after as well as staff development, staff being able to feel that they have creative autonomy over certain things and ensuring that, yeah, there's a, there's a sense of community in, internally while always, again, looking for the next thing we need to be doing so that we're not stagnant. If we stand still too long, you become irrelevant. You can become irrelevant. If you're not speaking to the right people, you can become irrelevant. So yeah, it's just making sure all of those cogs are turning, keep the, the machine in motion, really. If we were to rewind back to school days, did you always want to work in the sector? How did you get into it? Tell us a bit about the subjects you, you chose and, and, and your aspirations when you were uh, at that stage in your life. So I was a really creative hands-on kind of young person I'd done all the craft all the design course, uh, classes art and design I wanted to be an architect for a bit, little bit I wanted to be to get into illustration for a bit I also played sports so that was something else I was really into and all the way through my education those two things I think were were up front and center for me so I'd done a-level art, A-level design, and A-level business studies, and A-level archaeology. My GCSEs were the standard, you know, sciences, maths and English, history. And, and when I finished my A-levels, at that point, I'm not even sure what I wanted to do when I finished my A-levels. I knew I was going to go and do, do a degree. I tried to do a degree at design, Graphic Design College and didn't didn't get in but then I got into Harrow College an art and media degree and I you know I really enjoyed it there was, a, there was a lot of fine art sculpture 
the new technologies utilizing the internet and digital design, digital um, uh, coding. So it was quite a wide range in degree and kind of ended up doing a lot of things around digital installation. Um, I worked with the ICA in, in the, Mal, um, the galleries, worked in a lot of art galleries and kind of ended up teaching. So very, very straight. And so I ended up teaching in galleries, teaching young people how to use software, teaching young people how to uh, use the dark room, stuff like that. And, and then really quickly teaching became the golden thread through everything I was doing, which was really interesting. And then from there, I started, because I, I was playing music as well, started teaching music, went and done a postgrad in music education. And then um, I, I got a job as a education officer for a music venue. And so, yeah, and, and at the same time, prior to that, I was um, teaching at a choir school in Camberwell as well. So, yeah, so teaching and music kind of became the front runners for, for what I was doing. And I mean, I did play uh, semi-professional rugby as well. So I was kind of between the two things constantly for years. That education turned into project management, which turned into directing and running charity. Yeah, and ended up taking me all the way to being a CEO for a charity that I set up, working with young people. And kind of my education turned from being front-facing every day to being front-facing every once a week, to being front-facing once a month. And doing all the things in the back office, taking care of the bills, taking care of the organization strategy, um, taking care of all the meetings with local councillors and council, and then being kind of being recognized as an organization with good practice and kind of, yeah, and, and just kind of being catapulted into overseeing organizations that, yeah, are kind of hailed as. Um, good organizations to to use and follow and copy what i find really interesting there is that as a young person you were highly talented in the arts music and art and because of that you obviously were enjoying it you went and you did a degree in this area obviously you're not you're not directly involved in the arts right now but how do you think that background and those skills uh, and the aptitude for the arts mm. has actually helped you to get to where you are today. How, how are those skills maybe deployed in, in different ways, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, actually, because I even go back to my A-level. So sometimes, you know, I'm in conversations with consultants around uh, business development. And I, you know, and from having a business um, A-level, I... It's not a degree, but I, there's a lot of terms that they still use and, and, and I understand. So that really helps me. But in terms of the, 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 the creative side, you know, I, I feel I use that every day. I love to innovate. I love to develop new ways of solving old problems and working with teams to do that. You know, I, I kind of bring a lot of, a lot of that into the way I manage people as well. Again, it's bringing that tactile kind of management style. Um, I use a very um, advocate leadership style a lot in my work and which kind of it's it's kind of comes from that 
you know, working in a, in a, in a team to, to develop something creative, you know, that collaboration type mentality is something that's really strong in my, in, in my work and the way I manage people. You mentioned earlier that you started within this, this current organization in a different role. Do you want to talk us through how you've progressed from when you started five years ago to where you are now? Yeah, so I was brought in to manage a project that was, you know, not going the way the organization wanted it to go, which was just working in two boroughs in South London. And it was to, it was to manage a, a contract by the National Lottery the main thing that I did, I think that hadn't been done before, was just get into the community, walking around, meeting people, talking to uh, potential partners. And I think very quickly, um, I created some real strong relationships where there hadn't been any before. And alongside that kind of pulled together a strategy of engagement, of in partnership engagement, community engagement, youth engagement, and just really focused on that piece of work, just making sure that the strategy for engaging people was, was robust and, and also built in a lot of my experience working in communities and, and running small grassroots organizations. So yeah, very quickly we, that the program, you know, eclipsed its targets, started to really reap benefits for the organization. Very quickly, I was given a second project. And so, you know, I was more managing a program rather than a, a single project and yeah, I'm doing really well with, with that program as well. Uh, the opportunity came up for a director post, I think was, was necessary because the organization was, was growing. The organization was also dealing with a lot of um, issues around lack of inclusion and diversity um at senior level so there was a real appetite to create collect positions for, for internal progression uh, two of us were sent up for for this role and i was the fortunate one that, that that got it and since then i worked really closely with my deputy director who was the other person that went up for the role and we have taken the delivery aspect of our organization kind of from strength to strength in terms of kind of our profile in london the voluntary sector is, is a very popular sector to work in um, and for young people they're looking to derive meaning from their role and their, their work so much more than, than ever before. What advice would you give to a young person who is listening to this, listening to the position you have, you're senior, very influential, what advice would you give to a young person who's looking to enter the, the voluntary sector and, and essentially move up the chain like you have? I think there's two ways of, of doing it. I mean, there's a way I did, which was to start in very front facing, getting to know young people, working with young people. I mean, I, I was a young person when I started working with young people. Not that I don't feel young now, fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely. So you've got that, that kind of getting involved with an activity that young people, young people do and just working your way through that. Because I think there is something about senior managers who know what the front fr the front facing aspect of the job looks like in you know especially in this role that i'm in now you know there's a lot of the conversations i have with my team where we're on the same page straight away whereas you know managers that have not done that front facing piece could struggle with being able to understand what it what does it actually look like on the ground what are the pressures on the ground what curveballs can come 
from you know at any time when you're when you're delivering so that when they're putting together strategies and developing ways of working it's not a you know it's not a bottleneck for people when they actually get down to start to start delivering so there's that kind of way of doing it but at the same time recognize i recognize that there are people who i mean to be totally honest i never planned to be in the voluntary sector a director of a charity that was never something that i even uttered until i think i must have been you know in my 20s and just looking around at what was happening uh, and what was what was available but if i was if i was going to go for this type of job then yeah i would definitely do business courses understand things like you know or law charity law you've got charity accounting um, you've got business structures um, business development anybody that studies anything around business development will do you know would 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 be able to fast track into the voluntary sector i believe because uh, most of the, most people that do that level of that type of study go into the private sector usually you know where the money is <laughs> and they don't necessarily come come down in the trenches with, with us voluntary sector <laughs> charity and uh, charity sector people so if they, if some, you know, I, I, but I know that there's a lot of people who do that level of work and, and, and people have told me that it can be soul destroying going into private sector. So, you know, depending on the kind of person you are, you know, charity sector is, it could be a, a great, a great fit. So if business and uh, business development and leadership and strategic leadership uh, is something that you're studying now, then yeah, you, you'd be able to fast track into a senior role in the charity sector quite quickly. It's quite interesting. Again, I work with a lot of private individuals that come to me for career coaching. And so often people say, I want to move into the voluntary sector. I want to transition in, into that. For those people, what sort of skills uh, would you really want to see uh, with somebody transitioning into this sector? Um, I've spoken to a lot of people from the private sector who kind of asked me, oh, you know, strange questions like, how do you, how do the voluntary sector people get paid? Because you're volunteering. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> doesn't mean that we're volunteering. And there's, you know, there's just a lot. I think definitely I would say to somebody, volunteer first, though. Volunteer with a local charity, with a local, find out how it works because of, you know, the fact of the matter is it's, you know, we're, we're not for profit where, you know, the, the money goes back into the organization. People get paid decent salaries. I suppose, you know, the work, the, the work from day to day is a lot easier if you're passionate about it. Uh, and so finding something that you're passionate about, if it's young people, if it's mothers, if it's elderly, if it, whatever it is that you'll find a, a charitable uh, organization that deals with it because you know people need help that's what charities are there for so yeah i'd say definitely you got find a passion that's that's it in terms of everything else you have good managers and bad managers you have uh, we all need to develop we all need to learn so you know doing that on the job is great but definitely finding something you're passionate about and feel that you bring your skills to so find something you're passionate about and volunteer first yeah definitely yeah, I, I had a few a few people work under me in the, over the years that 
almost used the voluntary sector organization that I was running at the time to take a sabbatical from, from corporate life. And, and yeah, and it's, it, it was amazing working with them. Absolutely incredible. They, you know, thought of things that I would never think of, you know, in open doors that I could never open. The whole, the whole mind, mind frame was, was a benefit to have in the room. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely something I'd recommend. So what's next for you then? So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really uh, focused on developing um, this role, developing the the kind of London aspect of Leap, and working with my team. Primarily, uh, right now we're pre-Christmas. I just need a break. Everybody, <laughs> everybody is working so hard. Yeah, um, working from home and the hybrid working life can be take such a toll on people so spending a lot of time speaking to my team about their well-being and, and making sure people are okay i mean ultimately you know uh, my aim is to get a ceo role somewhere and i have a lot of a lot of that creativity and a lot of the the passion that i that i have really comes to its to its uh, for come to the fore if i'm in the CEO role where I can um, I can look at everybody's um, areas of work I can support everybody's areas of work I can use my own connections and and, and my own skills to you know do that horizon scanning across the piece and I love the idea of developing areas of changes in system and system change within organization but also to take that organization to drive system change outside things that you can't you can't really do as a director you really need to have that top seat to be able to present the organization at, at certain tables to be able to um yeah to really uh, shine a light on the issues that young people have living in london at the moment and using the organization wherever i am to help alleviate some of those those issues but yeah, ultimately, to see to see people grow within the organisation, I, I absolutely turned on by seeing people develop and capture like capture light for for what they want to do. Some those types of things, I, I just feel, yeah, yeah, I have to kind of strive to be at the top table to to do that. So yeah, the CEO role is something that I'm I'm looking for. And yeah, and just to to really be able to create a difference, not just in the lives of the young people or the people we work for to benefit, but also for the people that um, I work with. Well, you're certainly a true inspiration <laughs> and making, by the sounds of it, a massive difference to, to so many people's lives through, through the work that you do and through the charity. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've really enjoyed our chat. Thanks for listening to another career story from the field. If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow or subscribe. Thanks for listening.